0: All right, here we go with another episode, another red flag. And guys, this one, man, in today's episode, we are covering one of the most important red flags to look out for. This one is so important because the consequences of such a red flag could honestly last a lifetime. So there are those individuals that view other people and their bodies as objects for pleasure or property to be used at their discretion so let me just say this clearly and to the point i'm not going to beat around the bush here at no point in your life and at no point in any relationship does someone else even that significant other have dominion over your body so when it comes to the red flag of pushing for physical intimacy Teach your kids, and if you don't already know, learn now that physical intimacy is a choice, and it is the result of trust and safety. It is not a right that your partner has access to. It is not a contractual obligation simply because you are in a relationship. It is not a box that can be checked, and it is not a stepping stone that says, well, since we've gone this far, uh, I guess we have to go to the next step. So now in this episode, we're definitely going to keep things more PG using examples of kissing and holding hands and stuff like that. But just understand that this also applies to the deeper forms of intimacy related to marriage and long-term partnership. Any individual who is pushing for physical intimacy and does not respect the boundaries of the other half of their partnership does not deserve to be in a relationship. They are not ready to be in a relationship. And if someone is basing the value of a relationship on how far you are willing to go physically, then they are toxic and they are only after that one thing. And once they get it, they will no longer have need of you. So as I said before, physical intimacy is the combination and the reward to all the other intimacies being fulfilled. These other intimacies are verbal, cognitive, intellectual, emotional, spiritual, and then physical. And you can learn all about these other intimacies, actually, in the previous season that we just finished. Uh, We actually finished the season four with these called The Pyramid of Intimacy, parts one through three. I highly recommend you go listen to them because they really turned out so good. And it was such a deep descriptive Um, they, they were such deep descriptive episodes about this pyramid of intimacy and what each one is and how to fulfill those intimacies and how to have a whole connected relationship that isn't based just off of the physical stuff. Okay. Now we love you guys and we hope that you love you. And so when it comes down to knowing your value and worth that, That right there, knowing your value and worth will be your greatest advantage when the subject of physical intimacy in any form arises in a relationship. Even something as small as holding your hand demonstrates a willingness to be physically connected and to trust that person with your physical and emotional safety. So let's break down how to spot this red flag uh, in others or in yourself on this episode. Welcome to Recovering You. last thing I want to talk about in this episode um, is is a is a big one and it was probably my biggest red flag Um, and so those that are parents that are listening and those that are in the dating world listen up (laughs) pushing for physical intimacy too quick is a huge red flag because all it says is I'm in this to get my kicks to have a little bit of fun to use you for my desires. And I'm not really interested in the rest. Um, This seems to be almost promoted in today's world. I'm, I'm just being sex positive. I'm just, I'm just having healthy sexuality and it's labeled in these ways that if you think about it is pretty disgusting. And I look back at who I used to be and I had these absurd and ludicrous ideas that if a girl wasn't willing to make out with me by the third date, I would never talk to them again. I would dump them. I wouldn't date them anymore because they weren't going to give me what I wanted quick enough. I was impatient. All I wanted was physical intimacy. It And, you know, I liked kissing. I liked doing these things. And I got so transfixed on that that I could not see past the amount of exhilaration and beauty that there was in getting to connect with someone else's spirit and soul.
1: Well, and I think it's interesting to point out, you went straight to kissing. Yeah. And we've had this talk, we had this talk actually while we were dating, that for most women, holding hands is just as big, not just as big, but close to being as big as kissing. That there is, it's a more beginner, physical intimacy and so when when someone is pushing you to a physical intimacy it may not even be kissing for some it does jump that fast for Cameron it was that was the jump like it went from well we like each other we're physically attracted to each other okay let's kiss yeah and to me I was like uh (laughs) hugs holding hands like um I still, I still love when he holds his elbow out for me to take his arm. Love it. <laughs> excuse, I mean, excuse well. you squeeze my biceps and make me feel strong. So I, I admit, I do like, <laughs> I
0: like his biceps.
1: So it is there is an there is an added and a level of physical intimacy for yeah. me to that because that does make me happy.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it's not only the pushing of it too fast; it's the too much, and again. It's pushing you past those norms and the comfort so to say, Oh, we're already at this point, so let's keep going we We started this fast, so let's keep running this race and yep. making it faster and and you have to commit more faster, and you don't have time to think about it because we're already there and and so, like he said, if he didn't he wasn't kissing and making out by the third date, he was done it it makes it feel like that marathon of gotta keep up. Gotta keep up. Yeah. Come on. Come on. We're still going. Or are you not worth my time?
0: <laughs> and it pushes and it just like <laughs> So what what I what I will point out though, and this is how I knew things were different with Katie. <laughs> I, I know you, you roll your eyes a little bit, but this was such a huge thing for me. Um when I started dating Katie, she was the first girl ever that I didn't want to jump straight into making out. I, I was actually quite scared to take that, take that leap. And it took us like a little over three months from what I remember to even kiss. And it was actually you that had to make the first move because I I kept teasing it, but I didn't want to go for it because I was so afraid that I would lose that special feeling I feeling I had in our relationship, but I respected you so much. I was so afraid to cross that line because of that level of respect for you that I held off for as long as possible. Um, and, and then jumping forward a little bit, I remember when we were dating a little bit more seriously and I was living in California, um, doing an internship there, we were in my apartment that was there and we were kissing in the kitchen and my hands were on your low back and they slid down to your hips. I I didn't like grab her butt or anything. (laughs) Um, but all she did was reach down, grab my hands and pulled them back up to her low back. And I instantly was just like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I, I've ruined the relationship. I crossed the line. She's going to be ticked. She wasn't really even fazed by it much. Um, but I was because, again, um, when someone respects you, they will not try and cross those lines. They will respect your boundaries. They will respect your body. And they will accept the pace and, the, and and your values and what is okay for you uh, very quickly and very willingly. Almost to the point that you got to make the moves.
1: Yeah. So. Well, I think for me in dating, I didn't per se have like verbal physical boundaries. I didn't tell people what my physical boundaries were. However, I was so, so secure in myself of what my physical boundaries were that like Cameron was saying, he didn't push it because he knew where they were. Yeah. I didn't have to say, you can only hold my hand until X date. That's not how it worked. If I wasn't comfortable with it yet, if he reached his hand out, I didn't take it. it wasn't there wasn't happening. a requirement. Yeah. To me, when we were first dating, it wasn't, oh, is he going to hold my hand yet? Or I wasn't looking for these physical signs yet because I wasn't at that point. I was still in... My beginner phase of, well, yes, I'm attracted to you. So I said yes to a date. Can we talk to each other? Can we? So we actually ended up talking a lot. lot. And I am not, (laughs) I'm not a natural talker. People would say that Cameron loves to talk. And they would say that Katie doesn't talk very much. So I know our first few dates, Cameron really had to work on getting me to talk. And I think that. I don't know in my opinion that made him work mentally feel like okay how do i make her talk like she's not just opening up to me and super comfortable comfortable with me in all aspects like i have in past dates where i could move to kissing so quickly she's making me talk and ask questions and try to figure out how to make her open up and talk to me and so we ended up going on walks upon walks. We'd walk around the, the park near our college for hours. Yep. And it was during those times when we started holding hands. And to me, it was a natural progression from we've talked enough that, yeah, let's hold hands while we do it. And so for me, it was just my natural progression was so inherent within me. And like when he was talking about kissing in that kitchen, I remember that because I remember how he reacted. And to (laughs) me, I was, that's not where I'm comfortable with. So I'm going to move that. I'm not upset with you. I'm making that boundary without making it drama. Yeah. It was a natural boundary that it just, I didn't have to think through. And so I, I moved his hands and that should be okay. If you are not okay with something and you stop it, that's okay. And if the person you're dating isn't okay with it and says, "Well, why can't we hold hands? Why can't I touch you there? Why can't I do what I want?" And goes, "Well, I wasn't comfortable with it." One thing my therapist said is Cameron and I were working through our redating phase. <laughs> we were married, but we were we had to regress back towards dating and that concept of holding hands became so much more of a physical intimacy and a bigger stepping stone and my counselor said you can be okay with hand holding one second and not the next and you need to be okay vocalizing that if if you pull your hand out and you you know non-verbally say I'm done and then your boyfriend or your girlfriend pursues it and says no we're holding hands why don't you like me? What's wrong? What, what's upset permission. you? Yeah, yeah like, we were doing it. We were, were holding hands. So why can't I hold your hand anymore? And it needs to be an can you be okay with I'm not always going to want to hold your hand and that should be okay. Yeah, There's a respect there of saying, just because I've said yes once, does it's not a blanket yes. And I'm talking about holding hands, but it, it grows. Just like everything in a relationship, it grows into other things where you say, no, I don't feel like kissing right now. Did I do something wrong? No, I am speaking where my feelings and my boundaries are at in this moment. Maybe in 10 minutes, yes, I do wanna kiss. Yes, I do wanna make out. <laughs> You need to show the respect and that goes both ways.
0: I was going to say, we've actually had uh, examples recently where I was just so overwhelmed. And so like the kids were climbing on me. I was so overstimulated. I did not want to be touched and you've come up to cuddle me. And I've said, I really can't be touched right now. And you're like, okay, I totally get it. It's fine. And then 20, 30 minutes later, I come up and I'm hugging on you and I, and I kiss you on the neck and the cheek and you reciprocate. You don't, you know, lash out and be like, no, you said you didn't want to, you didn't want to be touched. And now you do. You can't change your mind like that. It it wasn't that reaction at all. It was, I wasn't punishing your boundary. Yeah, exactly. So I really think that that is such a a beautiful way to be able to communicate within a, a healthy relationship that shows a healthy relationship. You don't hold grudges. You don't attack each other. And when someone sets a boundary, you respect it. And then if they're, and you allow them to change their mind with grace.
1: Yes. And because changing minds, you can't force someone to change their mind. The more you do, the harder they'll pull back. Yeah. Because it's like, well, that's not how it works. And so I think the further into the relationship and dating you go where they can respect your boundaries and you respect theirs, that reciprocity, reciprocal. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's the isity part of it. I can't say it though.
0: Reciprocity.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to try and say it. (laughs) What he said (laughs) um, builds respect. It builds trust. And it can build your relationship on a different level than just those first dates. You want to get to that point where you can respect each other, even though it sometimes changes. Without the the argumentativeness.
0: Well, we just love to talk and we get carried away in these conversations and I absolutely love it. <laughs> and, uh, so you know, this is going to make for for great content. I think it's a really great learning tool, especially for, for, uh, well, for those teenagers and those parents with teenagers uh, that are getting in the dating life, uh, use this as th- an intro to red flags. And if you know other red flags, send us an email at re- recover, you two at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, um, we want to hear about some of the, maybe some of the red flags you experienced and like, let's, let's talk about that and let's, uh, address those so that other people are aware of those things as well. We're, we're going to address in the, uh, upcoming week or weeks, depending on what happens, uh, more of the middle stage of the getting to know people where you're, you're really kind of, uh, figuring out who they are and seeing deeper into their lives and their drama and how they deal with things.
1: This is when of the, the first, you first start dating one-on-one. Yeah. Not the we've been dating forever one-on-one. This is the we've moved we're past dating now. everyone. We've just moved into that. It's just you and me dating. Yeah.
0: And then after that, we'll talk about the pre-engagement. We're committed to something long-term. Um, that This might be a forever thing, and we're trying to figure that out stage. So uh, we're looking forward to those conversations. Uh, thank you for your support. Thanks for tuning in. And I hope you guys have a great day, great week, great drive. And remember that you are great. So how was that? Great. (laughs) That's exactly what I was hoping you'd (laughs) say. Oh, you're awesome. All right. Have a good one, guys. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks. If you liked what you heard today, please don't forget to take just a few seconds to rate us and share this episode with someone you think it may benefit. If you have any questions for Katie or myself, feel free to reach out to us at recoveryutu at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you back next week.